0: You're listening to the Taiwan Matters Podcast, in-depth discussions on the issues that matter in Taiwan. Here now is your host, Nicholas Gould. Hello. This episode of Taiwan Matters Podcast is the first of a series being done in conjunction with the American Chamber of Commerce in Taiwan and their Big Ideas Initiative, Today, the big idea we're talking about is establishing a sovereign wealth fund in Taiwan. A sovereign wealth fund is a state-owned investment fund using money raised by the government, usually it's money allocated from the nation's foreign reserves and invested internationally, looking for higher returns to help close budget deficits or for diplomatic objectives. Of the Asian tigers, only Taiwan does not have a sovereign wealth fund— To find out why, I'm at the AmCham offices in Taipei with my three guest speakers. They are the former head of the Financial Supervisory Commission and now the chairperson of the Department of Risk Management and Insurance at National Zhengzhou University, Jennifer Wong. We also are speaking with the Silicon Valley Serial Angel Investor and CEO of Taiwania Capital Management Corporation, David Wong. Taiwania is a national development fund established by the Taiwan government just two years ago. Our third speaker was the chairman and country head for BlackRock Investment Management in Taiwan, Leo Seewald. Leo is currently the president of the American Chamber of Commerce in Taiwan and has been spearheading its Sovereign Wealth Fund initiative. The big idea of a Taiwan Sovereign Wealth Fund is not new. It's been debated in Taiwan for years, but has never been able to clear the political hurdles. Perhaps in this post-coronavirus moment in Taiwan, there's a chance it could happen. President Tsai Ing-wen, enjoying high public approval in her second term, broke the long stalled trade talks with the U.S. by removing restrictions over beef and pork imports over strong resistance. Is she willing to use what remains of her political capital to establish a sovereign wealth fund? We hear first from Jennifer Wong on why it has been so difficult to start a sovereign wealth fund and what's it going to take this time around.
1: There's many difficulty
0: encountered before,
1: but I I truly believe we should do that. Now is the time to do that. First, I talk about the problem first. I think, uh, the government are too worried about the change of the structure on the governance. Because in the past, all the big fund, like a central bank or pension fund, they are all uh, management by the government. And so we did not have a corporate governance structure under uh, uh, Southern wealth fund who can make this happen it will be the president wen or our prime minister prime minister I think if it's that's the top-down policy it will be changed
0: David, do you agree that perhaps this moment is one where there's a greater chance. Do you see something happening from uh, the Tsai Ing-wen administration?
2: You know, this is a very interesting topic. Uh, actually, I came back from Silicon Valley five years ago when I was still in the think tank uh, planning for what's next for Taiwan, right, Taiwan next. I made a suggestion and I mentioned, you know, sovereign Wealth Fund. And it, it was, you know, quite a debate, even within the party. But I think our first step is to Form uh, in the na- well, former national investment capital management, which is Taiwania Capital Management. So that is uh, just the beginning of government-sponsored support uh, investment fund, and I think uh, at this moment it's a uh, you know perfect timing. You know the, the way I see it, it's a perfect storm because of the U.S. China. You know, not just trade; uh, it's basically uh, your technology and all the strategic you know competitive with uh, China, and Taiwan is in a position to become U.S. strategic partners you know, in many areas, especially in the investment area. And I can see a lot of opportunity, uh between U.S. and Taiwan, especially on the 5G and beyond, You know, even 6G or satellite-based. Uh, there are so many communication or networking technology that Taiwan should engage with uh, uh, U.S. Uh, in terms of te- technology development. And that's why I think uh, this kind of money, you need to put a lot of national power or national funding behind it. Because we are talking about the whole new industry to to be reformed. And also, because of COVID-19, you can see the uh, biotech or the digital health area, they are tremendous opportunity for Taiwan. And also because of Hong Kong, you know, Security Act situation, there's no better time for Taiwan to jump into, you know, heavily invest in technology or innovation based, uh, you know, company. So I agree that it's a must do and it's an overdue.
0: Leo, uh, how would you see a Taiwan sovereign wealth fund taking shape? What would it look like?
3: Well, Nick, as you as you pointed out earlier, Taiwan has been talking about this in, for many years. And and they have taken steps towards that direction. I mean, Taiwania is a kind of sovereign wealth fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think its objectives are well suited to the needs of the development of Taiwan, particularly in the tech area and biotech right. area. And I, I think that that's great. But what I've been talking about is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. What I've been talking about in terms of a sovereign wealth fund, and, and that links back to what you mentioned with Taiwan's special moment in time right now. Mm-hmm. So I'll take a step back. Taiwan's reputation globally, particularly in the last year, has really been boosted. Prior to that, Taiwan's international presence has has been deteriorating because of, uh, we all know the reasons why, mm-hmm. but but how do we make Taiwan relevant in the future? And a sovereign wealth fund, like you see some of the other countries have, people mentioned Tamasak or, or, or just the Norwegian fund, is more what I'm talking about. I'm okay. talking about an investment into large cap companies, global companies, companies that influence the whole world. I'm not talking about startups or venture capital, which is more what Taiwan does, which is great. But what I think Taiwan needs is to play in the big leagues. If you own a percentage of these large companies, you have influence. You have the ability to see their board of directors. You have the ability to say to them, hey, have you considered investing in Taiwan? Or are you aware of Taiwan's importance strategically in Asia? It's a democracy much like a lot of the other companies, uh, countries that these companies operate in. And, and for that reason, when you play at that level, you really c- connect Taiwan to the world. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a truly internationally focused, large cap type of investment that Taiwan wants to make. And the other thing that I think is important for Taiwan, the other reason that this is so important at this time is because the way we've invested our foreign reserves in the past has been very conservative. Taiwan has around the fifth largest uh, Mm, foreign reserves in the world. They're huge. Uh, I think last November was $480 billion.
0: I haven't checked it lately. I looked today, it was 498 Yes, okay,
3: there dollars. you go. So the way we manage this money is too conservative to meet our needs. We have a rapidly aging population. We have a pension funds that are going to go bankrupt. We have COVID, which we've done very well this time. But God knows if there's another pandemic, mm-hmm. where's the money going to come from? The way we invest... This money now is too conservative. And no institutional investor would accept the returns that our central bank delivers. Now, there's statutory reasons for that, I understand. Mm-hmm. But I think Taiwan needs to get beyond that. We need to be more aggressive with this money. And so a sovereign wealth fund, the type I'm talking about, addresses both important needs that Taiwan has.
2: No, Actually, I agree with you. When I mentioned or proposed to that part, Taiwan is actually just the beginning, and that's a compromise there because you know, we want to do more, you know, go global and connect global connection. So I agree, you know, not just for the startup or not just for the, you know, PE fund or venture fund. We, we should do more, you know, connect Taiwan to the world through the investment.
0: Jennifer, I think one of the issues is that Taiwan doesn't belong to the IMF and it doesn't participate in many of these international monetary organizations. And as a result, It always feels that it needs to have extra protection and therefore is very cautious. Do you see that as the main reason why it it takes such a conservative attitude?
1: I think for the central bank, their strategy is not actually making return. They are stabilize our exchange rate. So there's a different mindset on if we want to make the country economic grow or we want to have a higher influence on the polit- politically into the international, this could be a different kinds of uh, leadership or a different kinds of investment strategy professionals. But under the current status, uh, we did not have that kind of team on the investment talent under the government institution or government funds. And this is the very difficult to change. That's what I say you need to change the personnel or the organization. You need a good talent, new talent, le- new leadership. But under the current platform, we do not have that connect together. Not only the central bank, I think the especially pension fund, because we're talking about the labor pension uh, going to bankrupt, then investment return is not good enough to match up the the liability growth. So we are called, we have discussing many time about how to use the maybe external mandate to improve the return. But because of the processing are still under the government control, so these are very difficult if you did not create a new like a corporate institution kind of structure like uh, uh in in Singapore or like you uh, in uh, Canada or in, in Australia they are different kinds of team and different kinds of corporate governance but in Taiwan because these are all under government institution so uh, we have a very strict uh rule regulation and investment strategy we also have a very strict on the mandate how to uh, give this money to the external fund so I think we need to change this for the past I think did not happen because the button up button up process is not going to change this because all the debate going to the legislation yen the they cannot resolve because they have a need to more protection they to, uh lady more in- uh, like a guarantee or who who can actually guarantee so I think if you want the guarantee two percent. Uh, like a deposit rate, I think this is now under one percent, <laughs> so there's a lot lots of different mindset talking about the the trust miscommunication. We need to have very strong leadership from the top down. That's why I say maybe the president or the prime minister can can actually build its team and the leadership and we have identified the main issue or main strategy for us to evolve in internationally. That we should get better strategy to help the large cat corporation, especially very successful one, for the bio or for the infrastructure like we have already, the old age society, we need lots of the health. I think now we AI health are very promising and we are we have this kind of talent in company as well. So I think it's time for mindset change.
0: Leo, on the question of talent. In terms of talent, I, I
3: agree with, with Jennifer that, that we need to to get better talent to, to do that. And I think even taking a step back, when you look at the mindset of the central bank, as as Jennifer pointed out, it is very conservative for a number of different reasons. They're not trying to make money. They're trying to preserve wealth. but. As we said, they have to change that for Taiwan to move forward. Uh, And I think that's why we haven't made progress, because we keep getting stuck there. There doesn't seem the political will to touch the central bank. The central bank uh, is stuck in its mode of operation, has been for many years, has had a lot of success in preserving Taiwan's wealth. There's no doubt about it. And you do need some amount of capital to manage Taiwan's fiscal policy but you don't need $490 billion. That's the point.
0: You're listening to Taiwan Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Gould. We're talking about establishing a sovereign wealth fund in Taiwan, the first of a series of American Chamber of Commerce Big Ideas Initiatives. We're speaking with AmCham President Leo Seewald, Professor Jennifer Wong, and Taiwania CEO David Wong. We rejoin our discussion with David Wong on who should be tasked with running a sovereign wealth fund. If you
2: are asking government officer to do this kind of job, there's no way they want to do it. Because there's no reward and just risk. And risk is too high for them. And that's why you cannot brand them on, you know, how come they are so conservative? Because they are not rewarded to, to take any risk. So that's the, that's the big problem. So I agree that we need to create some special vehicle kind of company to manage the wealth and have a right incentive program and recruit the right talent in the beginning. Otherwise, if you try to convert in you know, a central bank officer, there's no way you can do any of that. So I think that's time to you know to recruit globally for people who really has the right skill or the right mindset you know to to start this kind of you know investment.
1: I think I also agree with David because it's very difficult to break down the central bank management. If we can do that under the like a national development council if we can integrate some government pension fund we can Come up with a new source of their tax or new source of money. And in this, the growth or investment return can also be used to subsidize the pension fund deficit. I think you can do it for the long-term investment and then doing uh, what is good for Taiwan's industry, what is good for Taiwan environment, especially on the OH or green, green financing. Oh, there's a lot of things. I. Think.
0: But what I hear you saying is mostly very uh, Taiwan oriented. I agree that these things are necessary and Taiwan needs them. But what you were saying, Leo, is that the sovereign wealth fund really needs to be more International in, in, internationally involved and not really yeah. concerned about.
1: Uh, I agree with that as well. Uh-huh.
0: well. And
3: I don't think it's it's ex- n- mutually not, uh, exclusive at all. Yeah. You know, Having worked for a number of multinational companies, I can tell you they don't generally think of Taiwan. They always think China, 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 China. They're not aware of some of the tremendous things going on in Taiwan. And that's exactly why I'm talking about international companies. Because if you invest in them and you have access to the board and you say, did you know that in Taiwan we have this expertise or we have this company doing this? They will start to listen. Their focus on Fortune 500 companies has traditionally been always on China. How do we develop our our mainland strategy? That is changing because of some of the geopolitical things you mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, why this point in time is so critical for Taiwan to invest in these companies and go to them and say, hey, now things in China are looking a little more difficult. Have you ever thought of Taiwan? Do you know Taiwan has this expertise? Do you know that Taiwan has these companies that really are world leaders in this area? When you talk to them about that, you not only have the access to their board to talk about some of the advantages that Taiwan has, but you can also perhaps ask them to take another look at this place and, and think about where they're gonna develop their strategies in Asia.
2: Again, I also see another foreign company already, you know, see the opportunity and they start putting the R and D center or even do more investment in Taiwan. If you look at the Google, and you, if you see uh, Microsoft, uh, Amazon, you know, Cisco, they are all doing similar, you know, act. So I can see their opportunity. And how can we use uh, national wealth to, you know, to accelerate or to, you know, attract more companies? So I think that will, you know, will we'll be well leveraged in how can bring Taiwan's visibility, not just visibility, but the impact, the influence and i'm I think that taiwanese has that confidence but we just need to government to trust that these professional you know to do the right thing for the next generation in taiwan
3: and and I think that's exactly where we struggle because uh government needs to have a to take a risk to set up a sovereign wealth fund they actually need to say let's do this and as as we said before there seems to be a concern well there's there's a lot of risk where's the upside and a sovereign wealth fund the reward is not going to be one year or two years. Mm-hmm. That's a reward for the Long future. Right. So if I'm going to expend my political capital now to do this, I might not be in office anymore when it happens. And unfortunately, democracy also has that problem that people always take short-term views. When's the next election? What can I do mm-hmm. to, to, to get elected again? Something like a sovereign wealth fund takes a lot of foresight and, and takes, mm-hmm. takes some – guts that you want to really change the way things are doing. And I I hope that the current government will take that move.
0: So what would you look for to um, believe that there's going to be a change? Yeah, I still
1: believe uh, uh, we need to do that. But uh, uh, that must come from the top down. And uh, I think democracy have a disadvantage is looking very short. And if we are always looking about the uh, short-term policy or short benefit for the politically, then I think this cannot be done. I think in the past, we already suffered for that. But I hope uh, now it's time to do that. So if we can set up a new institution, then uh, we can make this happen. Yeah, I, I hope we can have a good leadership on, on, uh, to do that. And then this is, is the right timing for us to do that. Yeah.
0: David, do you, do I you foresee
2: see? the political situation uh, is becoming stabilized uh, in the next uh, 10 years. Uh, that's, that's the way I see it. And I think uh, the uh, leaders from the top uh, need to make a tough decision, you know, to build the consensus uh, on what's next uh, and really next uh, for Taiwan's uh, international status or even for the next generation's, uh, you know, technology development. And that's a very tough decision. And I I think uh, more people need to speak up and need to talk to the, the leaders uh, in the government. So I think one day we'll be there.
0: Do you think that part of the problem that Taiwan has is its willingness to accept, to really embrace an international outlook?
3: Taiwan um, traditionally has a quite a protectionist attitude. And you can see it, everything from immigration policies to to how fishing harbors are used to, to the way the, the way the, the, the reserves are run by the central bank is all there to protect. Uh, but I think that going forward, that has to change, as David said. And I think the young people here also want that to change. Mm-hmm. And the reputation that Taiwan has gained through COVID and how well it's handled it has really given people here a kind of boost and they, they, they see the benefits of globalization. Uh, the president mentioned that in her inauguration speech the second time around, the importance of Taiwan becoming more connected. And mm-hmm. I think that is a common change in mindset in Taiwan. We just need to translate that mindset into to more activity. I think even the creation of Taiwania reflects that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Taiwania has an office in Silicon Valley. Yes. Uh, it, it is a bit more outward looking, but we need to speed it up.
2: We need to scale up to, yes you know, to a PE fund, to another there, like, you know, domestic fund.
3: Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, in terms of levels, Taiwania is like $150 million mm-hmm. and a sovereign wealth fund would be more like $100 billion. The,
3: the top 20 sovereign wealth funds are all over $100 billion. Yeah. So if you take just 2% of our reserves, you're at $10 billion already if you go to 70% uh sorry if you go to 15% you're at 70 plus billion so so there's a lot of there's a lot of room there to do something
0: tsai ing wen is uh in her first year the first year of her second term she's already one would say used a lot of her political capital mm-hmm. to work on this trade deal mm-hmm. with the united yeah. states do you think she still has more political capital left to be able to do something like this david
2: I think so. I think uh, she is a very aggressive and forward-looking kind of leader, courageous, you know, fearless. So from first time I talked to her, you know, about five years ago or even longer than that, about the uh, English as the yeah, uh, you know, official language for Taiwan, and she took that, and then she started pushing that. Although the timetable is too, too slow in my mind, you know, it could could be you know accelerated a little bit. Uh, and I do think uh, she has that support, you know, to move forward more on the uh, investment side as well. I think uh, she just needs a more professional trust party to give her the advice and give her, you know, the recipe so how to make it successful. And I think she would do it.
0: Jennifer, Hi. do you? Rem- do you are you optimistic?
1: I am a little bit uh, conservative about this because I can see the government problem. For those years, uh, for the, in the past. But I think, um, I hope somebody can really talk to President Tsai. As I say, uh, this is, should be top-down. So only two persons in Taiwan can do that. <laughs> and we hope the, they can see the benefit and the importance and the timing. We can also promote that as well. It's like uh, what uh, we are doing right now. I hope, still hope we can make it happen.
3: I've talked to a bunch of ministers on this issue and I can tell you, they themselves say it has to come from the president or mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. So we need to convince her somehow.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good. Well, thank you all very much for being on Taiwan matters podcast. Appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Okay.
0: We've been talking with professor Jennifer Wong, Taiwania CEO, David Wong and AmCham President Leo Seewald on the AmCham Big Ideas Initiative, establishing a sovereign wealth fund in Taiwan. For more Big Ideas, be sure to subscribe to AmCham's Topics magazine. The October issue of Topics magazine focuses on energy, reviewing the progress made so far in developing alternative energy sources. This has been Taiwan Matters with your host, Nicholas Gould. For transcripts of this show, more information on our guests and the issues discussed, visit TaiwanMattersPodcast.com. In order to not miss upcoming Taiwan Matters podcasts, be sure to subscribe on your podcast app. Thanks for listening.